June 17, 2021. Coming up on the program today, which police officers are swallowing corporate nut juice? Plus, a human cow gets milked and bred, and bringing the taste and sophistication of airline food home to you. All this with your voicemails today. It's time once again to learn Spanish the distorted view way. Spanish commands. Eat me. Comeme. Eat me. Comeme. Eat shit and die. Come mierda y muérete. Eat shit and die. Come mierda y muérete. Fuck you. Chingado. Fuck you. Chingado. Fuck your mother. Chinga tu madre. Fuck your mother. Chinga tu madre. Go fuck yourself. Vete a chingarte. Go fuck yourself. Vete a chingarte. Get the fuck out of here. Vete a la chingada. Get the fuck out of here. Vete a la chingada. Shut the fuck up. Cállate el pinche hocico. Shut the fuck up. Cállate el pinche hocico. Go to hell. Vete al infierno. Go to hell. Vete al infierno. Kiss my ass. Besa mi culo. Kiss my ass. Besa mi culo. Piss on you. Meate en tu mismo. Piss on you. Meate en tu mismo. Suck my dick. Chupa mi verga. Suck my dick. Chupa mi verga. Spanish insults. Ass kisser. Lambeculo. View show with Tim Henson. The guy, he's in the dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniff freak. Okay, I love shit, man. I love shit. And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. Breathing in semen from the air does not get a woman pregnant. LOL, laugh out loud. All right, Tim back here with you for the Thursday podcast. Have a great one for you today. Now, uh, everyone knows I'm a huge champion, a huge supporter of the First Amendment. Which, of course, is the amendment where we are given the right to covet our neighbor's wives, right? I'm assuming that's the one. A lot of people tweet about the First Amendment, and then I turn around and get on Pornhub, and there are so many videos where the plot is there's a lonely housewife and a neighbor comes by and fucks her silly. That's the First Amendment in action. God bless the United States of America. I didn't even know what covet meant. Till I started watching these videos. Apparently, it's all-encompassing. Oral, vaginal, anal. You can covet in so many ways. What's that? Nancy Sanjacomo, my producer. Commandments. Yes. Yeah, the first command. Oh, that's the Bible. What's the first amendment? Speech. Yes, speech is very important, too. I like a good verbal bitch while she's getting fucked. Oh, it has nothing to do with sex, my producer's telling me. The the, the command, the, the amendments have nothing to do with sex. Why are we talking about this then? Boring. I actually do have a point. Freedom of speech gives us the right to express ourselves even when those opinions are not popular or offensive or just really dumb. I've got a great example of freedom of speech here. This is Paul Lentz. Paul likes to antagonize police officers. Not a fan of our boys in blue. Doesn't do anything illegal. He just sort of stands around and insults them a lot. It starts mid-insult, calling the officer uh, Officer Needle Dick. Needle Dick and Officer Cunt. That's right, bitch. I bet you suck and swallow all kinds of corporate nut juice, don't you, bitch? You fascist motherfucker. Fuck you, hoe. You sellout bitch. Fuck you. Fuck Trump. 
Fuck but Jesus no, and fuck no. the Mike Pillow guy, bitch. What is it? That's right. Officer Needle Dick. Needle Dick. Needle Dick. Suck pig. That's right, motherfucker. Go fucking suck, motherfucker. That's all you motherfuckers do. You've been terrorizing people since 1838, motherfucker. That's all you motherfuckers do is terrorize people, man. Hey, put the corporate cock down and stop protecting. Corporate cock, corporate nut juice. He's been doing this for so long, he's got uh, a lot of these insults memorized. He, he reuses them. Sorry, motherfucker. Say a sucky swallowing bitch. You corporate cocksucking sellout fascist motherfucker. Name, man. Fuck you. Go fucking suck Doherty. Yeah, life. some Irish fucking corporate uh, Catholic or Hey, did you get ass raped, motherfucker, when you buy some priest, motherfucker? That's no wonder you fucking Irish fuckheads don't go after, go after these fucking priests. <laughs> the cops are just laughing at this guy. He's like an insult comic. It's like, you know... Getting roasted by Don Rickles. It's an honor. Because you like taking up the ass from the priest, don't you, bitch? You <laughs> yeah. fascist motherfucker. Yeah. Do me now. Do me. Fuck you. Fuck Trump. Fuck Jesus. That's right, bitch. Fucky Jesus is a made-up motherfucker, you fascist needle dick, bitch. Wow. You too, ho, you stink, bitch. That's right. I bet you smile like that when you get that corporate cock sub your fucking ass, don't you, bitch? Fuck you. Go suck, ho, your corporate cocksucking sellout, bitch. Now, these cops aren't doing anything wrong. They're just standing around keeping the peace. I think, though, it's fair to assume that this gentleman is one of those defund the police guys. That's right. I bet you squeal like that motherfucker delivers did when he got fucking ass raped in the woods, motherfucker. Wee! Wee! That's right, bitch. That's right. Oh. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Oh, you I'll be back, good, bitch. Paul Lynch Jr., Only... motherfucker. What, Fuck you. Go suck, for, motherfucker. Now, I am sensitive to the fact that while I am pretty liberal, I have many listeners who are uh, right of center, even extreme right of center, I have a lot of white nationalists listening to the podcast, I think. Mead Skelton himself was a sideshow member for a few months. And you know Mead would own slaves if he could right now. That's how much he fucking fetishizes the old South. Anyway, in the spirit of being fair and balanced, giving each side equal time, I've got another clip here that um, is very supportive of the police. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Camille and Haley, two very, very white girls. I don't know if you could tell that by their names. I actually had to check and make sure this wasn't Prussian blue. Remember those little Nazi girls who were like pop stars? Anyway, um, uh, Camille and Haley have recorded a song called Back the Blue. Guys, this is from the official music video. As long as you're not black, brown, or Asian, you won't have to fear a tasing. Ooh, look at me getting all political here. All right, uh, so the very next line is interesting. Many people in the comments pointed this out. Police departments take no breaks. Who's gonna stand for justice? Running toward the bullets when we call. They gave their lives, risk it all, and we never know their name. Yeah, right there. Acting as if these are anonymous men protecting us, and when they're shot, they're just forgotten, right? While they're saying that, they're actually reading names off of the officers fallen in the line of duty wall. Like a memorial wall with the, you know, names of police officers killed. Names. So their names are right there. It's an emergency. Wake up. They're fighting for you and for me. Don't give up. It's time we defend and remind them we will always stand beside you. Sure. I feel like right now we should probably give the other side some time. So, Paul Lentz, take it away. Yeah, don't you bitch. Fucking five feet tall looking motherfucker. Fuck you, bitch. Corporate fucking cum. Up your bitch ass, you fucking fascist. Four foot love up. Fuck you too, bitch. Yeah, he told the cop that the cop has corporate cum up his bitch ass. Fucking needle dick pig. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck Trump. Hey, fuck Jesus up his bitch ass pig. I'm talking you, bitch. That's right, you fascist motherfuckers. His whole channel is just filled with these videos. Fuck you. Oh. Hey, hey, 
Don't you have group check where you want to fucking be a racist, a sexist, a homophobic pig? Fuck you, pig. You better run, motherfucker. Go suck some corporate cock, you little dick, bitch. Officer Dino didn't suck it. Corporate cock, bitch. Who's your daddy, pig? Who's your motherfucking daddy, bitch? It's corporate cock, you teabagging motherfucker. Fuck you. That's right, bitch. Fuck you. Fuck Trump. And fuck Jesus up this bitch motherfucking ass, you fucking bastard. Corporate cock sucking real dick, pig. This actually sounds good. I think it works well together. Guys, it's a little something for everyone. Oh, wow. Paul's drowning out the song. He's winning here. Let me try to help the cops. Nine one one. It's an emergency. All right, all right. Th- thank you, Paul. I don't think we've ever featured Paul Lentz before. Gotta say thanks to DV listener Last Digit of None. He or she was kind enough to introduce me to Paul, and now I'm a subscriber. I made sure to smash that like button and I hit that bell and get all the notifications of new videos. More Paul Lentz on the way, freaks. All right, uh, moving on. Things are going to get gross. And again, I should warn new listeners. uh, All this month, I'm advertising on Overcast, which is a podcast app. Over 1,500 people have checked out Distorted View Daily. And I'm proud to say over 100 new subscribers have come aboard. And you may think to yourself, that that seems a little uh, out of whack there. 1,500 people checked out the show and only 100 subscribed. That's, That's par for the course, my friends. When you routinely feature prolapse videos, granny porn, and explosive diarrhea, not everyone's going to get on board with you. The majority's going to want to get off board rather quickly. But to you hundred plus people who are sticking around, you're subscribing, and you're listening to multiple episodes of DV, welcome aboard. You are a true freak. Welcome home, you goddamn degenerate. I'm looking at the last time I, um, I ran an ad, and for the entire month... Uh, the ad was shown 253,000 times, 3,100 people checked it out, and uh, I got about 200 new subscribers. By the way, if you did discover Distorted View Daily through a- an ad that was placed on Overcast over the years, I usually do it once a year, 2018, 2019, 2020, and now 2021, you know, <laughs> you know the years. Yeah, if you discover the show through the podcast, uh, email me, drop me a line, or call into the voicemail line. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Also, I would love to hear what you think about these next few videos. We turn our attention to the very niche, niche website, ShittyTube. ShittyTube is exactly like YouTube, except uh, the only uploads allowed are people shitting. Videos of poop shit. I was fascinated with this first video because of the way the shit splattered. Something was just very unnatural but cool about it. Got a woman, I think it's a woman, who is uh, bent over squatting and she and she squeezes out some diarrhea. It splatters. Then after like the third viewing, I realized she's not crouched down shitting on the floor. No, no. The camera is turned sideways. She's standing up. She's blowing mud up against the the wall. You know, it's great if you're into poop play, scat, whatever. But don't be a total dick about this. I say that because she's not at home going to the bathroom. No, she's at a Circle K, basically a gas station bathroom, which means someone's going to have to clean all of this poop up. Listen to that. It, it kind of sounds like a, a a water balloon exploding. Yeah, she shits all over like... Um, first of all, it looks like she's in a handicap stall, which is a dick move, right? Because there's all these like uh, metal handles and stuff. She poops all over that, all over the uh, what looks like the... Uh, the toilet paper, the toilet paper dispenser. She says here, uh, needed to shit bad at a Circle K. Lots of shit pushed hard equals dirty wall. While I have some ethical complaints about this video, most people don't. They've rated it 4.5 stars out of 5. 
Here's another video along the same lines. All of you who said colonoscopy prep wasn't bad. Um. <laughs> yeah. You're upsetting the puppies. In the scat community, that's called taking an STP. Why? Because the dogs began to smell her. Holy shit, is that what the Stone Temple Pilots meant when they sang that song? The new Distorted View anthem right there. Let's move away from poop. Don't get too excited, because we're going to move right to piss. Yeah, uh, recently on the podcast, it may have been on yesterday's Sideshow exclusive program, I played audio from uh, some TikToks from Grub from the Garden, a guy who is very into pee, drinking pee, dropping pisslets into his eyes, washing his hair with pee. We've featured some of these people before. I mean, TLC has done whole episodes of, you know, my fucking retarded obsession or whatever, the, you know, those shows. They've featured many pee freaks. Anyway, I've got another video from Grub from the Garden. Again, DV listener Tim uh, introduced me to him. Uh, in this clip, he is going to teach us how to uh, make our own pickles out of cucumbers. There, of course, is a twist to his recipe, and I fear I kind of gave it away by prefacing this whole thing with, He's a piss freak! He drinks his pee! God damn it, Tim. In your big mouth. Everybody, it's your boy Nick Caputo, and today I'm going to show you how to make some cucumber juice. Yeah. So here's what you're going to need. You're going to need a juicer. Oh, it's cucumber juice, not pickles. Okay. So here's what you're going to need. You're going to need a juicer, some cucumbers, some fresh, delicious... Let me guess what the next ingredient is. (laughs) Cucumbers, some fresh, delicious cucumbers, a glass mason jar, a cutting board and a knife, a big bowl, and a nut milk bag. So you're going to want to clean the cucumbers, not with tap water, because fuck tap water. You're going to want to use your pee, so fill up the mason jar with your pee, inside ankle bones high, of course. Dump it onto the cucumbers. Now, you can also use distilled water, but the urine is cleaner. So this is what my distiller looks like. And you want to cut off the ends of the cucumbers. And when all the ends are cut off the cucumbers, you can juice it up, turn on the juicer. Wait a second. This isn't really a recipe. Here's what he did. He rinsed off his cucumbers. Okay, I mean, he used his own piss. That's the weird part. But, like, the whole thing is he just he, he just used a juicer on some cucumbers. Dude, I would not use this particular video as your audition tape for a hosting gig on HGTV or the Food Network or something. You're no pioneer woman. Today, we're going to make cucumber juice. Just stick your cucumbers in a juicer and turn it on. You're done. All right. We'll be back after this. All right. While we are playing some spicy videos here, I got to say thanks to Tyler Soros Rex. He sent along a great example of cucow porn or hookow. For those of you that don't know, oh, you're so innocent. You're like a newborn here on the internet. It's adorable you haven't yet been exposed to human cow fetish porn. Can I get a ta-da? Yes, uh, human cow porn is basically where a woman acts like a cow. She gets on all fours and um, I'm assuming she gets milked. In every video I've seen where there's human cow play, the tits or teats play a very large part. Before we meet the human cow, we're going to say hi to the farmer. It's me, Farmer Marie of ClaudiaMarie.com. And you know, you city folk probably ain't even awake yet. Go see us folk out here in the country. We get up at the crack of dawn. It should be noted that he's standing smack dab in the middle of the city. He's totally doing this on purpose. Like, the backdrop is a bunch of skyscrapers. He's, he's, I think he's standing in a parking lot or maybe on the roof of a building. Hell, it's already 3.30 in the afternoon, the very crack of dawn. And just look at this. I'm in the middle of the country. There's no civilization for maybe a thousand miles because that's the way we like it in the country. Yeah, us country folk know how to live the good life and breathe in the fresh air. 
I feel like if I was into this human cow fetish, this would annoy the fuck out of me. You go to this website, Claudia Marie, you probably have to pay for these porn videos. And then like the first five minutes is some asshole pretending to be a farmer rattling off this dumb little monologue. Let's get to the porn. Let's get to the human cow teat. Now it's time to head over to the barn. Yeah. And milk my you cow and get me some fresh milk for breakfast. So let's go do that now. Well, there's the you cow. They always have a bell around their neck. I mean, there's only so many things you can do to gussy up a woman <laughs> and have her look like a cow. I mean, you could paint her, I guess, but that's a lot of work. Better just to stick a cowbell around her neck and call it a day. God damn, those are some big tits. Yeah, she needs milk real bad. Luckily, uh, after a few minutes of her just sort of walking around, ringing that bell, the farmer enters. Here's a goddamn white cow. Hey, girl. How you doing, girl? Huh? How you doing? There appears to be multiple fetishes going on here because um, this guy has his cock out and it is unnatural. He obviously pumps them or injects them, you know. That is a fat, misshapen cock there. Big balls. All right, now you had the... You know, I'm all fours. I gotta milk you. I need something for breakfast this morning. You know how you talk to cows. All right, get on all fours. Yeah. Get down here and get some fresh milk. Yeah. Let's see what we can get at this. Let's see here. I wonder if he's gonna be able to milk her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get that thing milked. Oh. You city folk don't understand how good a fresh milk right from the cow is, but it is. What the fuck? Saline? God damn it. Oh, I get it. Like, this is a skit or something, right? Fucking cow ain't giving milk. <laughs> Figure this out real quick. Call the bit. Her boob job's leaking. <laughs> yeah, veterinarian? Yeah. This is Farmer Marie. Yeah. Everything's good over here at the farm. My you cow... She giving saline again, and I need some milk. Oh, maybe that's why her tits are so big. She, you know, she's pumping the, the the same stuff as this guy's using on his dick. Yes, sir. Um, yes, yes, she getting breed all the time. Yeah, I got a whole herd of black bulls that breed constantly. Man, why'd you have to go and bring race into this? I would like to get through one episode of Distorted View Daily where I don't come off looking like a racist. I want black ripe uncut dick now. Well, you know what? That is a that is a, that's a flattering sound clip. I'm saying something nice. I want black dick. Not everything about race is racist. The last time she got bred, about twelve hours ago, sir. Uh huh. Yeah, the teats look full, but I'm getting saline out of them. That's from the implants. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, she's been... Here, turn that around here, girl. Yeah, she's been twerking, all right. She's twerking right now. Let me see some twerking, girl. She's shaking that ass. Yeah, it's clapping. Yeah, the asshole's opening and closing. And she appears to be acting right. Got those big, low, hanging teeths. Got her ass clapping. I don't know what's wrong with her. I don't know why she's producing saline. Yes, sir, the asshole's open, the pussy's open, and the udders are hanging low. I can't figure out what's going wrong here. So the doctor, the vet is like, you know what, you you have to breed her yourself. You don't have any of your black bulls around, obviously, so you got to take matters into your own hand. And, you know, I'll give him credit. Even though he pumps his dick, he he's able to get it inside of her. Breed that fucking whore cow. I don't know how fucking her is going to get her to produce regular milk instead of saline milk, but maybe I'm thinking about this stuff too much and I should just sit back and relax. Enjoy the cow breeding. Sorry, Hugh cow breeding. Oh, Damn, this cow breeding. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Bad bitch. Oh, fuck. There we go. 
How's that book feel? The rest of the video is pretty much like that. If I could offer just a little bit of criticism, it's really a suggestion for future videos if the fine people at Claudia Marie are listening to the podcast. First of all, love your work. Big fan. But in the future, I would have the woman, the hu-cow or hu-cow, moo instead of moan. You know how she's making all those noises? <laughs> yeah, like a standard whore in a porn film. This isn't a standard porn film, and you shouldn't aspire for this to be just a standard porn film. No, no, you're ClaudiaFuckingMarie.com, home of the hu-cow fetish videos. You get that bitch to moo when you fuck her. You got that bell clanging. And, uh, yeah, you, you take my farmer dick. And she's all like, clang, clang, clang. Moo, moo. Yeah, come on. That is hot. It's just a little tip for you. Oh, your videos would just be elevated to the next level. And chef's kiss. You know what I'm saying? For more exotic who cow porn, check out ClaudiaMarie.com. But you don't have to take my word for it. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. Of that up news if you are enjoying distorted view daily please consider signing up for the sideshow that is dv's member side where you gain full access to the entire archive of shows we've been at this since december 2004 we've racked up nearly 4,000 episodes in the archives you can listen to every single last one of them, although that is not recommended. There's uh, there's some stinkers in there. Not many. I'll, I'll let you find them yourself. Even more exciting than access to thousands and thousands of past episodes of Distorted View, when you sign up for the Sideshow, you gain access to all of the exclusive new shows we do multiple times a week. Yes, this is a daily podcast, but uh, usually on the free side over here, there's only three new episodes a week. To get the full five, got to sign up for the Sideshow. So yes, uh, typically we do two Sideshow exclusive podcasts a week. So much fun stuff is contained in those episodes. I urge you all to check it out. Superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Sideshow members are the reason why this show is uh, able to continue. So uh, thank a Sideshow member today. Better yet, become a Sideshow member. And let me kiss your ass. Ding. Other ways to support the program. We've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. It's just another way to help support the show. Uh, there are some perks. Like if you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Uh, during that, uh, you know, ending segment of the show where I read emails, play voicemails, stuff like that. Uh, all right. So here we go. That's patreon.com slash distorted view. Thank you to everyone uh, who continues to support this nonsense. Three very quick stories now for stuff. You know that term gaydar, that idea that, you know, gay guys can spot other gay guys just by looking at them as if it's some magical, mystical ability. News flash to gay people. It's not that hard to spot you most of the time. Anyone can do it. There's no such thing as gaydar. Although I think I have a special form of gaydar. Sometimes I will read a headline, you know, as I'm prepping for the show. And I will immediately recognize, oh, that, that's a gay person. Th this is the handiwork of a homosexual. I don't even have to look at the person. I don't even have to see their name. I don't have to hear them. Nothing. Just have to read the headline. And I say to myself, well, if, if, if it's a guy in this story, he's gay. He's got to be. The headline is, I miss airline meals so much, I make them at home. It's either a sad fat woman or a homosexual. It's gotta be, right? Self-confessed aviation geek Nick Sennhauser misses air travel so much, he's recreating the in-flight meals he once enjoyed to remind him of good times before the pandemic. All right, first of all, dude, you can go on airplanes now. The pandemic is pretty much over with. That was my first clue. I was like, when was this story written? Okay, three days ago. Here's someone who's freaking out so badly that he can't get on an airplane and eat the delicious food. He's trying to reverse engineer the in-flight meal experience just so he could be reminded of how great it all is. I mean, guys, that screams drama queen to me, right? He's very eccentric. 
Before COVID, Nick, who lives in the UK, would spend much of his free time looking for flight deals. He loved the airports and airline experiences so much. He, this man is a psycho. He's probably a serial killer. Fuck the gaydar shit. I've got active shooter dar. He is going to take out a mini mall or something. Just perch right up on the rooftop and go to town. All right. Uh, I once got a flight from Edinburgh to Boston for 150 pounds. I love a good deal. Call me a coupon queen. I added that last part, but uh, I will call him a coupon queen. I took the Friday off, and on Thursday after work, I got on a plane, and I flew there. I had some lobster rolls, and I dipped my feet in the sea. Then I got right back on the plane. Nick said some people were willing to spend the same amount of money going to the pub, so why not? You know, he enjoys flying, and he found a cheap flight, so get off his fucking nuts about it. Aviation was always part of my life before the pandemic. One of the things he misses the most about travel are the in-flight meals he was served. Now, to be perfectly fair, I've never flown overseas. Maybe the meals there are mouth-wateringly exquisite. I can't imagine they are, though. My dad was working in Thailand for a multinational company, and we went to school in Austria. So every holiday, even if it was, uh, even if it was just for a weekend... We would fly to Bangkok to see Dad and his new tranny of the week girlfriend. The plane was the one place I would eat food without questioning it. Brave man. At home, my mom had to force me to eat vegetables and other foods. Nick said the flights he took from Thailand back to Europe were always at night. I found it fascinating that you got on a plane at 2 in the morning and then an hour later someone came around and served you a three-course meal. It was like a wee performance on the plane. It was like entertainment. This guy uh, provided pictures of some of the meals he had on various flights um, throughout the years. One of them is uh, a meal on a Japanese flight. And I got to tell you, it looks a lot like a TV dinner. It looks like a micro <laughs> microwavable meal. These days, the pandemic has drastically reduced Nick's chances of getting on a plane and tucking into an in-flight meal. Then one Sunday, I was making sausages and eggs and hash browns, and I thought it looked a bit like a plain meal. That's when he got his great big gay idea. Let's play pretend. Yes, it was. the. This is news, by the way. It was a slow news day, but this was actually reported on, on, a, on a legit news site. Uh, you know, whatever. It was the spark which gave him the idea to recreate meals he enjoyed on flights all over the world. Being a plain geek, I have a trolley filled with glasses, plates, and cutlery. He also bought authentic in-flight items online. He now spends Sundays recreating meals for himself. Ah! And his husband. <laughs> I mean, I called it. I just called it. His husband, Graham. Nick bases his creations on photographs he takes of in-flight meals <laughs> served on his truck. You know he has an Instagram account. Posting that shit like people care. Uh, they include lobster thermidor, meat patty and gnocchi, fried chicken with waffles, roasted potatoes, and grilled peaches. Nick admits he enjoyed the eating far more from the preparation of his meals. I don't like cooking. It ain't my thing. And that's the, that's the end of the new story. I don't know who wrote this story, but they managed to stretch out the most thin of premises for a news item. Man who likes to fly on planes makes in-flight meals at home. I mean, I could get a paragraph or two out of that. I mean, that would be my news story. And then on the flip side, we've got our next story, which I feel is not long enough. A South Georgia man faces criminal charges after police say he sent a road flare to a drive through bank teller through a pneumatic tube. And we're almost done with the news story, by the way. That's uh, Got a couple real short paragraphs here. They're almost just sentences. Michael Aaron Bass was arrested Wednesday after the flare set off a panic when a bank teller concluded it was a stick of dynamite. Uh, he drove up on a motorcycle, cashed a work check, and then sent the flare back to the teller. Why did he do that? Why was he so angry? He was there. He deposited some money. Do you think his account was overdrawn and he was pissed off about the fees? That's the only thing I can think of. And guess what? This news story doesn't go into any detail about it. It's like they didn't ask the guy. They didn't ask police if they questioned the man about 
What, what was his motivation? I can tell you every goddamn meal some fruit was trying to recreate based on airline meals. A lobster thermidor. Roasted potatoes. Boy, we got super specific in that last story, but Jesus Christ. Try to find out the motivation for a, a violent attack. Sending flares through a pneumatic tube at a bank. That's too much. All right. Uh, the man drove up on a motorcycle, cashed a work check, and then sent the flare back to the teller. He stuck it into the vacuum tube and sent it to the teller, and then he drove off like an asshole. The building was evacuated and police responded. Sergeant Scott Newberry said that uh, the road flare resembled a destructive device. The man was arrested two hours later on his motorcycle. It's unclear if he's represented by a lawyer. See how damn short that story was? It's ridiculous. I'm going to have to do a fourth news story today as like a bonus. That one was so short. A third story I have for you today. This one comes from Cincinnati. Vincent Bingham was driving uh, in Cincinnati on Monday when a cicada got too close for comfort and he crashed his car into a utility pole. I've been talking about these damn cicadas now for weeks. They're out in full force. And the thing, if you, if you don't live in an area with cicadas, you don't, you don't understand how these things operate. The cicadas don't even know how they operate. They are like big ass bumbling. They're like flying school buses. You know, they spent 17 years growing up underground. Then for like three weeks, they're out, you know, above ground flying around. They, they don't know how to fly. They're they're horrible. Fly. They just fly right into shit all the time. Mainly my face. You know, and if you've seen a picture of me recently, you know, I've just got huge ass hair right now. Huge. And thanks to this humidity, it's just poofing right out. It's like a net <laughs> just catching cicadas left and right. I, you know, I don't like bugs in general, like like uh, spiders I don't care for. But cicadas, they don't freak me out because they're harmless. They don't do anything. They don't bite. They don't sting. The, 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 the most annoying thing about them is the buzz. Sometimes one will be, uh, you know, stuck in my hair or whatever. I'll come in from walking the dogs and I'll just hear like right next to my ear. Like, ah! And you know why they're making those noises? Because they're horny. That's like their mating call. Damn, cicada's going to try fucking my ear. They say cicadas are um, safe, you know, to eat. And I've had listen- I have listeners that have tried to eat cicadas. We've talked about uh, some recipes. There's, a, uh, I think, a place here in Cincinnati that's, that's making a cicada pizza, which is gross. Some people say uh, they taste uh, very earthy and like shrimp. And uh, you know who loves to eat cicadas? Loves the taste. Dogs. And I've got three of them. And, like, it's gotten to the point now, they know that the cicadas are in the ground, and you you go to take them outside to pee or poop, and they won't because they're just searching for the bugs to eat. They completely forget to pee or shit or whatever. And uh, you know when they remember? When they're back in the house and there's no cicadas around, they're like, oh, yeah, I had to pee real bad. I guess I'll just do it right here on the kitchen fucking floor. One of the dogs doesn't even eat the cicadas. <laughs> just leaves it in her mouth. And they're like, the little big fat cicada wings are sticking out of her mouth. I think she just likes the buzzing sensation. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. This guy got so freaked out by the cicada, he crashed his car into a utility pole. Quote, I was driving, and I'm guessing it was a cicada. It flew in and smacked me right in the face. (laughs) Bingham told an officer at the scene of the crash. Witnesses of the crash told the responding officer that Bingham wasn't swerving or speeding until he randomly jerked the wheel, causing him to total his car. Yeah, it sounds like a cicada. Even if you're not afraid of cicadas, you know, like, it it is jarring to all of a sudden have that thing, like, fly right in your face or buzz right into your ear. They're, and again, they're horrible flyers, so they're, they're smacking right into your windshield, exploding. They hang out in trees and they just like piss. And so you'll feel wetness on yourself. They're just they're annoying is what they are. All right. Uh, where are we at here? The officer said he's tempted to believe Bingham because he had a cicada stuck in the console of his car at the time. Trillions of brood X cicadas are swarming across parts of the eastern United States and the Midwest for the first time in 17 years. We're almost done with them, right? They're not as loud as they were before. I think they're starting to die off. Bingham is far from the first person to be inconvenienced by the... This guy totaled his car. He could have killed himself. 
inconvenienced. Uh, he's not the first person to be inconvenienced by the red-eyed insects. A chartered plane for members of the media to cover President Joe Biden's first overseas trip Tuesday was delayed by seven hours after the noisy bugs invaded the aircraft, causing mechanical problems. There are so many cicadas in Maryland and Virginia that they've even shown up on weather radar. Like I said, though, don't worry. Our long national nightmare of cicadas almost over with uh, as they die off here in the next few weeks. I do have one more bonus story as promised, and it happens to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Our most fucked up state. A Florida woman pummeled her girlfriend after hearing the victim talking in her sleep about an ex. Responding late Sunday evening to a 911 call from a neighbor who reported a fight in progress, cops contacted the 21-year-old victim at the apartment she shares with Alexis Talley, her 23-year-old girlfriend. Uh, Lots of gay stories today on the podcast. Happy Pride Month. This one involves a gay beating. It's okay. It's gay on gay crime. The victim told police that she was asleep in the Tampa Bay Area residence when she was awoken by Tally, who, quote, told her she was talking in her sleep about an ex. The ensuing verbal argument turned physical, and Tally began to punch her in the face repeatedly. Cops noted that the victim had visible swelling to the right side of her face. I mean, I can sort of understand her being a little upset. Like, if her girlfriend was asleep, and she she was talking in her sleep, and she's like, "Ah, I love you, Jessica, I miss you so much. Even if it's a dream, I'd be like, well, why are you dreaming about that? Very specific. You know, you're you're saying you want to be with her again. You miss her. That's a fucked up dream, bitch. I've seen a lot of videos recently where women get upset because their husband is cheating on them in their dream. Like, you know, like the wife goes to sleep, has a dream that her husband cheats on her, and then she wakes up pissed at her husband. Like, he did absolutely nothing wrong. He's not talking in his sleep about exes. He's just minding his own business. The woman who's dreaming about this, and it was, you know, said she wakes up and she's mad at the husband. I'm not talking to you. You were an asshole in my dream. All right, back to reality here. Tally acknowledged arguing with her girlfriend after hearing her sleep talking. She claims the dispute was only verbal and not physical. Honey, she has a fat lip. She's bruising. As for the victim's injuries, Tally said, ah, they were sustained during a previous disorder and not from tonight. That was a direct quote. I like how she calls fights disorders. He had a disorder earlier. Tally was arrested for domestic battery and booked into the county jail. She was released from custody yesterday on $2,500 bond and was ordered by a judge to have no contact with the victim. Since Tally's rap sheet includes a prior battery arrest that resulted in a no-contest plea, she's now facing uh, an enhanced felony charge for allegedly punching her girlfriend. Tally also has been convicted of marijuana possession. That's no biggie, right? DUI? Okay. And disorderly conduct. There's that disorder again. Tally's currently facing a felony marijuana possession charge stemming from her arrest last month following a traffic stop which deputies found two baggies filled with pot in the vehicle she was driving. So maybe if the cops didn't confiscate that pot, she, you know, she would have smoked some before bed, calmed her ass down, would have avoided that whole nasty physical altercation, I'm sorry, disorder. That, my freaks, is what's happening in Florida and your world today. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, guys, I love to hear from you, and there are many ways to contact the show. I've got an email address. Yes, it's true. Show at distortedview.com. Send me a message. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. Send me a message. Slide into my DMs all over social media. I am at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow, youtube.com slash distortedviewshow, TikTok.com slash... I don't know. I don't know what I'm on TikTok. I do have a TikTok account. I think I posted a short clip from uh, our Mead interview. And that's uh, really been my only activity lately. But uh, And I don't plan on using it for much. So don't don't bother following me on TikTok. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Timmy Booth. Rob from Texas here. Hey, Rob. Um, I have a couple things to say. One, uh, I just heard Love Lady Cat Lady's voice still about her getting on the fit. 
Uh, excellent people. Great choice. Really? Um, yes, they are small Timmy Boo, but they're not. Like, it, it's really strange. So, from the outside, the car's tiny, and once you sit in it, Oh. Fucking it's big around the inside, like the TARDIS. Big for how small the trunk. You can pull down the seats, and you have a lot of trunk space. Um, okay. Yeah, they're great vehicles. They're awesome. Uh, the visibility. I feel like this guy's trying to sell me on the Honda Fit. Are you a dealer or something? He's incredibly good. What is it going to take for me to get you inside a Honda Fit today? They're probably one of the zero APR financing. Like best vehicles that come out okay. in the last you know ten or fifteen years. All right. As as good. Small vehicles with love, lady, cat, lady. You made an awesome choice. Um, yeah, they're correct. Um, also, or dude, looking for another car. Uh, tell me to look for a Subaru. Uh, get like a Crosstrek or something. Uh, my wife's a Subaru. Ambassador. I've looked at the Crosstrek so many times over the years, and I I wanted to pull the trigger on it, but um, they're not super powerful. I need some oomph. What's that called? Torque? I like that. I like torque. I ended up with a... Um, I ended up with, uh, what the fuck car did I end up getting? I told you guys about it. I, I had a Kia Nero for a day, and it crapped out on me in the Burger King parking lot. And uh, thankfully, the, the dealership was like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Do you want a different car? Because uh, I was uncomfortable keeping that. It was my first hybrid. And I was like, really? This is what it's like? It's just, you fucking stall out, and you can't start your car again? It's a piece of shit? Uh, I don't want it. So I ended up with a Kia Seltos. Or Seltos. I don't even know how to pronounce the car I have. But it is the model uh, that has uh, turbo. I have a turbo. Turbo. So I can smoke all the assholes in Cincinnati. I love to smoke assholes. Mmm, smoked asshole. I think I had that on a flight in Japan. Some of the best airline food ever. No, but, you know, people see me, you know, rolling up next to them, and I'm in this, like, SUV-looking thing, and they think they can... uh, just zoom past me, and most of the time they can't. I put that bitch in sport mode, and I make them eat my asshole. <laughs> I'm all about eating ass today. Just call me Rimothy James Henson. That's what my mom calls me. All right, let's move on uh, with another call here. Uh, hey, Timmy Boo, it's Uh-oh. your boy, Hachimachi. You know, I love to call you at the dumbest ass time. So... You know what magical girls are, right? Like No. In anime. I know you're not a big consumer of anime. So is like a ma- I'm, I'm going to take a stab here because I do watch some anime. Lord Douche likes anime. I'm guessing magical girls are uh, anime characters that uh, are magical, right? Like Sailor Moon. But I think you know a magical girl, which is like like card captor Sakura or... or uh, Sailor Moon oh, is probably see? the best example. Yes. So I sent a text earlier to my girlfriend because I was day drinking, obviously. And I was, uh, I had the dumbest thought, and it was, um, it was the idea that Captain Underpants was technically a magical girl. So I was wondering if you would agree on that. I don't know if you've ever, like, read a Captain Underpants. I've only seen, like, pictures of Captain Underpants. And comic. Never read it. Or if any of the other freaks have, but I would love to know everybody's uh, input on that. I firmly believe that Captain Underpants is indeed a magical girl. Uh, so, yeah. Let me know on that. I love you, Timmy Boo. <laughs> uh, don't be too big of a fag, but also be too faggy because that's what makes you a careful fairy. How dare you even say that to me after you went on this Weird-ass, magical girl, Captain Underpants rant. I mean, I guess if you have a strong opinion one way or the other, you can call in and respond to Hachimachi. But please don't. I beg you. Good lord. All right. Uh, next up here. Penis. I beat my big fucking penis. Penis. I beat my big fucking penis. Got a gooner baiter here. Penis. I beat my big fucking penis. You? Timmy Boo, what it do? Uh, I love you to death, Timmy Boo, but you got to make like an Excel spreadsheet of like people that you've played a lot. I was just thinking, wow, I've played you a lot on the show. I'm listening to the March 
episode. And Listen, I play the voicemails as I'm getting get them. I, you know, whoever calls in, I'll, I'll play. I don't care. And really, the voicemail segment's like four or five minutes long, typically. All right? It's not that big of a deal. No, March 12th. And of course, you got Tig Tits shitting on Poutine Prize. It's one of the first videos you play to that guy. Come on, man. Oh, you're not talking about voicemails. Okay, you're talking about uh, video clips that I play on the show. With that being said, still... It, it, that kind of drives me insane, too. I don't like that. Like, look, yeah, okay, we've done 4,000 shows. Once in a while, we're going to hear something again. I'm going to feature something we've played before. Chances are most of you people have never heard it. Cut me some fucking slack here. White, Nazi, COVID-free spiral hand. Fuck it. Hey, boo. Oh, hey, spiral. So seriously, man, how did Sylvester the cat... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God damn it. I'm not going to start over. How did Pepe Le Pew and Dr. Seuss Cut in line in front of Ken and Barbie, right? You know who Ken and Barbie is, right? The white couple. Bitch got a Corvette and a scooter. Oh, you're saying we should cancel Barbie and Ken before Dr. Seuss. they got to be upper middle class, right? Heterosexual, white folk. Oh, Ken's not heterosexual. Probably not the white supremacist, I'm guessing. How in the fuck yeah. they cut in line in front of Potato Head? We should start a campaign to cancel those two. Here's those two honkies. Shit mail. Oh. What a nice way to end the show. We're going to end with a, a bowel movement. That, was that, a, was that a, a shit right there? Damn, that sounded like a lead ball. <laughs> Ooh, that's a chunky boy. Yeah, you got some heavy shit. Why is that turning me on? I think I'm learning something about myself today. I like boys with hefty shitloads. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-OGODISIN-OGOD. Who's your daddy, bitch? Who's your daddy, you needle-dick motherfucker? Read the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a Sideshow exclusive program because we're kind of... Uh, backed up a day because I missed Monday's show. We did a best of program. So uh, tomorrow, Sideshow exclusive podcast. And then I'll be back this weekend doing a show for everyone. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.